If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, two days ago, it was April 20th, which, uh, of course, uh, in the cannabis movement is a significant day. It was 420, the first 420 since legalization of cannabis six months ago. So joining us to talk about what's changed since Canada legalized cannabis and where there's perhaps still some need for progress. Very pleased to welcome the program here this afternoon, Fred Bell, vice president of the Calgary Cannabis Club. Fred, thanks so much for joining us here today. Welcome to the program. Well, thank you very much for having me. All right. Well, tell us a bit more about what went down here in Calgary on on Saturday and how different this was from from previous 420s. Well, we know that it's everybody knows that it's legal, but there's lots lots of uh, laws that can be improved upon. Um, The DUI for patients and stuff like that. uh, How to access your meds, even if uh, I know you can legally grow for at home, and there's a lot of excitement regarding that. Um, comes down to medical patients, we can get our ACMPR licenses and have ourselves grow, have our actual medicine grown for us or grow it ourselves, the number of plants that's legally allowed, uh, set by Health Canada. There's lots of benefits to um, legalization, but there's lots of hardships offered too. I mean, the legal stores only offer up certain amounts of product, uh, lots of complaints back and forth, lack of supply, uh, medical patients being shorted from their distributors because they jumped to um, the, the recreational side rather than stick with the medical side. There's pros and cons all the way around. Uh, people still going to prison for pot. Like Bonafide gets busted with 144 kilograms of marijuana, no charges, but somebody in Winnipeg gets tri- picked up for 85 grams and he gets a whole bunch of time, 10 months I think it was. Mm-hmm. You know, so like there's there's pros and cons, and there's right now from my aspect and a lot in the community, uh, there's still a lot of questions. You know, consumption outside, uh, medical patients are allowed, but police still um, question us and make sure that we're carrying our paperwork, which I agree they should. But like, if you're standing there, you're on crutches, you're away from everything. We're supposed to stand out in the middle of fields, but there's no, you know, like there's no consumption guidelines in Calgary. If I don't, if I rent, I'm lucky enough to live to live with family. And I've had neighbors complain, but I'm legal. I've been legal 18 years. I mean, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to imagine that when something comes legal, that you can still be charged or arrested for it. Like, I, I don't understand. We don't understand many of the stipulations, and we also understand some of them, you know, like the edibles coming onto the market will be a big benefit for uh, lots of people. No smoking, which is amazing. Vaporizing, which is even more, is beneficial. Mm -hmm. But edibles at 10 milligrams, if that's what they limit them at, somebody like myself, I got to eat 30 treats in order to 
in order to have the medicine I require. And it's, I don't know, like there's lots of, there's lots of steps that we can take to um, make this better, in my personal opinion. Sure. So, so the, it's interesting when you mention medicinal users and... I mean, ostensibly, at least on paper, we've got different systems in place for medicinal users versus recreational users. But what, what is it meant for medicinal users? How much have, have things changed on that side since legalization? Well, I, I literally and many of my friends have jumped to their ACMPR licenses so that they can grow their own meds because a lot of our medical supply chain, they jumped recreationally because the big bucks at the stores were going to get out of them. And sadly, I mean, you'd call in and the product that works for you isn't available. And now the government's talking about putting extra taxes on THC content. Well, a lot of us medical patients take higher THC than what most recreational guys would use. And if they want to charge them that, that's up to them. I mean, that's uh, totally. But when they're starting to charge seven or eight bucks a gram for medical, my personal prescription per year would put me in the in over ten thousand dollars and right now then that's their price is six bucks for medical my grower does it for me for less than two and it's all legal and legit like i'm all through health canada it's everything we do is has to be above board and there's no reasonable access for patients like the before the recreational stores came it should have been it should have been a reasonable access storefront, whether it be through the shopper, through the drug stores as it already is or whatever. But I should be able to go in when I'm limited on my on my supply to go just pick up a gram or two at a at a actual pharmacy, like a F-A-R-M-A, you know, pharmacy. Um, I should be able to have access for that, but patients are still we got to do a mail order system where you get set set limits, set amounts, um, and you can't always afford to put that on a credit card because, well, not lots of us have those credit card access, and you know, quite literally, it just becomes it's it's. There could be massive improvements to it. I mean, the quality of the products, the offerability of the products is very limited. I understand they're doing oils and stuff. I myself have had some before. I'm not a big fan of what's able to be given. It takes a lot more droppers than they say that it takes. They say that I should only be taking a full dropper, a milliliter, and I wind up taking three or four milliliters, and it's, I'm not looking to get high. I, ha- I live with hip dysplasia, and I have continual nerve pain through my hips and from nine, nine previous surgeries. I mean, I've been living with these issues my whole life, and they give me a license uh, 18 years ago, which allowed me to mitigate this, but Prairie Plant Systems was the first. They failed. There's been so many recalls on the products for patients as well. Um, no no worries, no worries. The pesticides won't hurt you. Well, come on. They, they speak with one tongue and they tell us with another. You know? Like, yeah. there's benefits all the way around to be had, but there's better benefits to be had if they actually listen to the patients that actually use and consume this on a daily. Listening to the recreational patients is great. It forwards the big, it forwards the end of this stigma. It forwards progression for cannabis. It forwards progression for a lot of people. But in a way, it hindered and hampered a lot of us medical people. Everybody jumped so quick. 
Regarding law enforcement and what's changed since legalization, now, for, regarding the 420 event on Saturday, was there any kind of law enforcement presence down there? Did they seem at all interested in the event? So from what I from what I saw and heard through the videos, because I was working that day, mm-hmm. uh, from what I saw and heard through the members of the CCC that were part of it, the Calgary Cannabis Club, uh, it was a good turnout. Uh, about 200 people showed up uh, to help speak. Uh, I guess there was a bigger turnout in Edmonton, but that's where the ledge is. That's where it always happens. But the police were accommodating, and I never heard anything bad about it. Never heard anything bad. They didn't have anything bad to say. Um, there was no massive interaction that I know of. I mean, we would have heard about it. Mm-hmm. What are you hearing from users in terms of the, the retail system? Because you, you alluded to it, we've seen a lot of supply shortages as a result of, of that. We've seen you know some, some price issues for, for people as well. I mean, are people buying from, from retail outlets? Do people still have you know, their, their own source for cannabis or more people growing it themselves? Where, where are people getting it these days, do you think, Fred? Well, I work, I work in the industry at Hemp Roots, and I'm sorry to name drop, but I, I work there, mm-hmm. and I get a couple of days a week down there, and the people that we have coming in, some of them are buying, but there's a lot of confusion as to why the mom-and-pop sh- shops that have been here for 16 years weren't included because that's where the knowledge base is. We applied, but you're denied because you carried bongs or seeds, but all the new shops can carry bongs and seeds. Like, yeah. but it, it just makes me shake my head. Like, and so, yeah, lot- any, so any store that previously sold that wasn't allowed to, to apply for a license, but any of the people who did apply for a license can now decide to sell those products. That That's exactly it. Yeah. So just like that, I mean, all the shops that have been promoting the industry and the culture for years were shut out. There's only one that I know of in Calgary that actually got their license out of all the ones that were approved. And then I hear in the circles that all these new stores that can't get their license because of Alberta's shortage supply chain, they're now allowed to open up as accessory stores. But that's that's like, that's cutting off all the business that, you've gained and earned from all the loyal shops that have been here. I mean, I know so many shops that have been here for 15, 20 years that it, it just slaps them all in the face. And I mean, the product, the people that come in, they show us, they've showed us some of it. And I mean, the, the smell, like the must, the mildew, the packaging, like I'm not just being critical of it. I mean, I used to get my stuff off the medical supply too, but it never if it came like that, I complained to the people that I got it from, and I've heard varying reports of you can't take the product back to you can take the product back. So I don't. I personally have not shopped at the store because I have an ACMPR, and I can't afford the twelve to seventeen dollars a gram that they require out of it. Taxes for medical weed is absolutely ridiculous, too. I mean, there should be no med- should be no tax, and I know some companies are mitigating that cost and absorbing it, but if my grower can grow for two bucks a gram, how can they not be more compassionate? How can there not be blue cross coverage? How can there not be like, I know Great West Life and a few are trying, but that's all they're doing is trying. You got to have a mitigating myriad of circumstances and medical, uh, um, medical disadvantages going on with you in order to even qualify for them. What are your thoughts on where we'll be by 420 next year? Are you optimistic that some of these issues we're dealing with now are, are not going to be issues a, a year from now? 
Well, I know that in five years I have big hopes and dreams that uh, that this has changed a lot of a lot of the this is the baby steps. I mean, they it just became legal. I understand that, but they didn't listen enough to the patients and the people part of the culture and the industry for so many years, and they still vilify us and. I see benefits, whether they open up lounges, whether they become smoke-friendly rental facilities that uh, they understand that medical patients can't afford to buy their own home and have to rent. Because as it is right now, the only legal consumption area for anybody that I know of in Calgary, other than medical people within our smoking parameters, as long as we're away from doorways and stuff, um, the only one that I know of in Alberta right now is a... Is a um, consumption area out in the middle of a field in Airdrie along a bike path that's way out in the boonies. I mean, how do you get there if you're recreational on a, on a winter day? How do you get there if you're medical and you just want to, you know, you, you're out with friends, but you're the only one medical in the group. You can be legally consuming. Everybody else can't even, can't even be within range of you. You know, like, it, but I believe it will change. Yes, I do. But we've got some big steps to take to get it there. Well, we'll see what happens in the months ahead. More at CalgaryCannabisClub.org. Fred, thanks so much for joining uh, us here. Yes, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Yeah, appreciate it, Fred. Take care. There you go. That's uh, Fred Bell. He is vice president of the Calgary Cannabis Club. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.